0: First, Hope Hicks, then the leader of the free world and the first lady. Now, at least 12 positives, and the outbreak continues. It's all anyone's been talking about. What happened, and how did we get to this point so quickly? As the news cycle was still covering the whirlwind of the first presidential debate last week, the world was notified that President Donald Trump contracted COVID, his wife as well. And by now, at least 12 high ranking officials close to the president have tested positive. Experts think they pinpointed the event, calling it a super spreader. Of course, everyone took the chance to score political points, but here's what else I saw, some compassion. Political differences set aside, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, both extending well wishes to the Trump family, praying for recovery. If you're a Christian like I am, we have a wonderful opportunity to pray for our leaders and to pray that this virus will soon be overcome. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a series called The Chosen. John the Baptist is a powerful prophet. Many came to hear him make the way for the coming Messiah. He preached truth and even baptized Jesus. He knew his first cousin was indeed the Son of God, but for all of his strengths, he had a moment of weakness. He'd been arrested, facing possible death, and he had a moment of doubt: Was Jesus truly the Messiah? In a moment, we're going to look at the life of John the Baptizer, and we'll see a great example for us even today. In his doubt, he sent his questions to Jesus, and this transformed his final days on earth. But before we get to that great story, I want to thank everyone who's reached out to us over the last several days. So many have asked for their own copy of the Chosen TV series, Season 1. All eight of these episodes introduce you to people you've read about in the Gospels, but from a unique perspective. Some of it uses holy imagination based on the context of the Bible and the culture of the day. What was Peter the fisherman like in his day-to-day life? Who was his wife? How did they get along? These are the stories that Dallas Jenkins wanted to tell so that we could better understand the great story about Jesus that's found in the Bible. Last week, he shared with me that the concept came from a short film he made a few years ago, Looking at the Life of the Shepherds, who met Jesus when he was born.
1: The idea was always stories from the Gospels, but from a different perspective. So same story, but through the eyes of maybe someone different that we don't normally focus on when we do movies or miniseries about Jesus. And so this one was the the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. And we see what their day might have been like earlier and, and what their lives were like, the historical context, the cultural context little artistic imagination about maybe the inner workings of this group of shepherds, all leading towards their encounter with the birth of Christ. And while I was making it, I realized, you know, there's, there's been movies and miniseries about the life of Christ, but there's never actually been a multi-season show where you can really dig into the stories and into the details even more than you can when you're doing a movie and you're just going quickly from miracle to miracle and Bible verse to Bible verse. And so many people, when they saw the short, were so moved by seeing the birth of Christ through, uh, through the eyes of of those who actually met him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you see a movie, oftentimes Jesus is the main character and you're not really able to connect with the people around him. And so I just thought that was a really interesting possibility. And that short film, very long story short, ended up being the catalyst for and the fundraiser for this this uh, season one of, of what turned out to be The Chosen.
0: The creator of the TV show called The Chosen, Dallas Jenkins. He's currently on location right now working on season two. After this program, I want to give you an opportunity to get the entire first season on two CDs for your gift of support. A generous gift, I pray, to Haven today. Many of the episodes are around 50 minutes in length. It's a great way to remind yourself of the story of Jesus and maybe even introduce someone to it for the first time. I know you and those around you will not only enjoy this series, but I think you'll be pleasantly surprised to see your story in the lives of those who Jesus called to himself in the first century. It's a fresh and unique way to see and love the gospel of Jesus Christ. So call us after the program, and our number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN, or go to our website and watch some of the clips from the show that we've put up, and then make your gift, and ask for the DVD collection, and our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now, let's get the program started. We open... With Paul Blanche, All I Have is Christ.
3: I once was lost in darkest night, yet thought I knew the way. The sin that promised joy in life had led me to the grave. I had no hope.
0: are you the one they call John the baptizer yes
4: I have questions for you about
1: miracles miracles yes John Signs and wonders. What? What? It has begun. What has? If he's healing
3: in secret now, the public signs cannot be far off. Public signs? What? You know him? You can say that.
0: This is Haven Today in a program called The Chosen. And that was a brief scene from The Chosen TV show where the Pharisee Nicodemus was talking with John the Baptist in prison. Now, this, of course, is some conjecture here, or as I like to call it, some holy imagination. The Bible doesn't tell us these iconic men met. But what if they did? Surely John would have pointed Nicodemus to Jesus, just the way he preached in the wilderness. John's life had been transformed by his cousin. And soon Nicodemus would have an encounter of his own. It's impossible to have a meeting with Jesus and walk away unchanged. I truly believe that because this is what we see time and time again when we open Scripture. The entire Bible is the great story that's all about Jesus. And it's the story of how Jesus can turn the most skeptical of us into faithful servants. It's the story of Christ, the story of the gospel. And we see it over and over again. We can think of the Apostle Paul who hated Christians until he met Jesus on that road to Damascus. We can think of Nicodemus who wasn't quite sure about Christ until he met him one night and was never the same. We can go a little closer to home. Jesus' own family, his brothers, some of them went on to write New Testament books, doubted him. They finally saw who he was and worshipped their own brother. But one person we sometimes forget in this story is the cousin, the first cousin of Jesus, John the Baptist. He met Jesus. He even baptized him. And eventually he went on to die for Jesus, a martyr for righteousness. Who was he? What did he do? How did he meet the Christ? These are the questions that remind us of the Lord's grace and his desire to save all kinds of people. Elizabeth, his mother, was Mary's sister, and Elizabeth was barren. She had prayed and prayed to the Lord for a child, but it never seemed to happen. I don't know how many are listening to me right now who can relate, but I do know going childless is heartbreaking. To want nothing more than to welcome a new baby into the family, only to be disappointed over and over again. But the Lord knows. And he hears you. And for Elizabeth, the Lord acted miraculously. A promise given to her husband, Zechariah, while he was doing his priestly duties there in the temple in Jerusalem, an angel appeared to him. Your prayer has been heard. Now that's an amazing thing to hear for a family who had probably given up. This baby that she would give birth to, would prepare the way of the Lord, the way of the Messiah. The angel told Zechariah he will go on before the Lord to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. John the Baptist was a promised son, born to a mother who couldn't have children. He was prepared and chosen by the Lord to prepare the way for his chosen Messiah, Jesus Christ. What did John the Baptist do? Well, he baptized. If you've ever been to Israel, you know the Jordan River is a must-visit place because of its history. This is where John prepared the way for Christ's ministry. This is where he actually baptized Jesus himself. He was sent to prepare people for Christ, to preach, to turn their hearts again to the Lord so they might believe in Jesus when he did come. Listen to how Mark describes John the Baptist and what he did. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The rugged description of John isn't meant to make you think he was like Daniel Boone taking on the wilderness. It's meant to show you he was a prophet, called by the Lord to proclaim a message. And what was that message? Pay attention. There's something coming. Someone who's far greater than I am. That's what John was all about. His message was all about Jesus. He baptized with water. Jesus was coming to baptize with the Spirit. John called for repentance from sin. Jesus was coming to take away the sins of the world. This was John, a fiery preacher, calling everyone to repent, to turn from sin, and await the coming Messiah. But that wasn't the whole story. John eventually went to prison. He knew the Messiah was coming, and he knew his ministry was to call people to repent. So he began calling King Herod to repent. Herod had married his own brother's wife. And John knew that was not right. He called him out on it. He spoke truth as to this sin. It's something we All can be encouraged by in our day and age. So often, Christians can be scared to speak out about the failures of a political leader. We think to be committed to Christ means we can't open our mouths when something wrong has taken place. Not true. John the Baptist was being faithful to his calling, and it got him thrown in prison. He was calling Herod to repent. We can follow his lead. We can use our voice to call our leaders to repent, even if it might not be the popular thing to do. Well, John was in prison, and he began to second guess. He began to wonder if his cousin Jesus, the one he had baptized and saw the Spirit descend upon, he began to wonder if Jesus really was the Messiah. Maybe he expected his message to be well received by everyone. And sitting in prison might have caused the doubts to arise, but it's here that we get an answer to our final question How did he meet Jesus? John sent a group of his disciples to ask Jesus directly, Are you the Messiah? Or should we wait? And the answer Jesus gave was clear Open your eyes. He simply told John to believe what he saw. The blind received sight, the deaf had their ears opened the lame were leaping for joy the poor were receiving the good news of the gospel we weren't told exactly what happened when john was eventually killed by herod but i imagine he went into death confident that he had placed his faith in the right person now what about you have you met jesus have you opened your eyes to him Or are you doubting that he is the one? Because your life is upended right now. What John came to understand and what we need to see is that Christ came to suffer. He didn't just go to prison. He was put to death in a most brutal way. He died on the cross. He rose again to save us. And he's standing with open arms ready to receive us into his love ready to change us with his grace open your eyes let him open your eyes and turn to him once again by faith and gratitude that he has saved you it's all about jesus and it's all about meeting jesus and you'll never be the same why don't you join me and let's pray right now lord I pray everyone listening right now to this program can call Christ Jesus their Lord and Savior. And yet I know that's not the case. So I ask for your spirit right now to speak to us all. And for those who do not yet know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, they would respond to the call as a sinner to come home. Come home into your waiting arms, arms that went all the way to the cross, hands that are nail-scarred as you paid for our sins. Heal us, forgive us. May we find new life in Christ alone. And for those of us who already know you, Jesus, I pray that our faith would become richer and deeper and that we would be more fine-tuned in our hearing and in our seeing to know what Christ has done for us and is continuing to do in a broken world. We pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen.
5: Yeah. ¡No! Shows me maybe right.
0: Classic from 1979 by Evie and Peter Carlson, Never the Same Again, here on Haven Today at a program called The Chosen. John the Baptist was all about Jesus. He knew his sandals were not even fit for his cousin, and he prayed that Christ would increase even as he decreased. John pointed to Jesus. And that's exactly what we desire to do here on Haven Today. And so when my wife shared the Chosen TV series with me several weeks ago, I knew it was something that we needed to share with you. In all eight episodes of season one, you'll better understand the human struggles of people like John the Baptist and Peter and even Nicodemus. There were people just like you and me caught up in their day-to-day lives, but they were transformed when they met Jesus. So for your generous gift to this listener-supported ministry, we'll send you right away the DVD collection, The Chosen, Season 1. Call us right now, would you, at 800-654-2836, haven or go watch some clips from the series when you visit our website. And after you've done that, you can make your gift and and get the DVD collection sent to you by just visiting us at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today.
4: Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. You've probably heard the phrase justification by faith, but do you know what it means? It's one of the most important teachings in the whole New Testament. It says it's not what you do that makes you righteous in the sight of God, but what Christ has done, yours by faith alone. If you think about it, that's a revolutionary concept. Pop spirituality and religion in general tells you, you can do it, or maybe you'd better do it or else. But the Bible teaches us that Jesus has already done it. We simply believe. In Romans 3, we read that righteousness comes not through our works, but is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. You can get Anchor devotional in print at getanchor.com.